podcast 101 CSUN 15 review and interviews so I'm just going to give a quick intro and then um, we'll just jump into the three interviews so last week was the CSUN 15 conference in San Diego another great success the 30th anniversary and I was able to uh, catch up with Sandy Ploten the managing director of the Center of Disabilities at California State University, Northridge. And she's basically in charge of the entire CSUN conference, so it's great to hear from her. And I also speak to David McDonald and Steve Lee. So here it is. I'm here with the infamous Sandy Ploten. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Dennis. Thanks for taking some time out to talk to me. No problem. Always for you. Can you give everyone uh, who may not be familiar um, your title at CSUN is? And, sure. Uh, I'm the managing director of the Center on Disabilities, and uh, we are the people responsible for the CSUN conference. Right on. Yeah. Thanks a lot for all your effort every year. Um, how many years have you been doing this? Uh, this is my 10th year. Oh, wow. Yeah, my 10th anniversary, and the conference is 30th, so. So congrats. Thank you. Every year is a blast. <laughs> yeah, it is a blast. When we're, yeah. when we're done with it, we can look back and say it was awesome. Yeah, well, I'm but sure for you and Sean, it's a ton yeah. of work. And the rest of my team, but we're just happy that you guys enjoy it so much, and it is a blast for you while you're here. Definitely. And this look, I've been coming ever since uh, it moved to this location here in San Diego, and it is beautiful. What do you think was maybe the most fun event this year? Well, I would like to say the 30th anniversary celebration was the most fun. I thought we had some great entertainers, and we had some great sponsors who got up and said some very nice things about Harry and the conference. And I also thought the keynote was really great. And I, you know, that's not just because I get to talk there, but... Um, it was I, good. I really... Thank I, you. I re the, the comedians were hilarious. Yeah, they were good. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to pick out one great aspect because there's so much stuff going on. Our exhibit hall was packed this year. We had more exhibitors than we did last year, which was great. Oh, wow. Our, as you know, our presentations were overwhelmingly crowded, but that's <laughs> a good thing for us. We'd rather have speakers who have full rooms rather than speakers with empty rooms. and just means we're, that we're presenting the right topics. So yeah. we're happy about that. I know some people weren't particularly happy, but we're happy that... Obviously, there's interest in, in what they're presenting and in the presentation. And it obviously must be challenging to coordinate and schedule such a huge conference. It's uh, there's <laughs> no, no winning on that. Yeah, yeah. But, and um, 
actually, I just was talking to Steve Lee, and um, we mentioned how um, how great it was that you were able to uh, re- even reschedule at least one of the sessions that were uh, that were really overcrowded. So that was great. Yeah, actually, we're we're talking about doing that next year. So probably in the call for papers, and I haven't gone back and talked to my team about it yet, but we may put something in the call for papers that says if your session is overcrowded are you willing and we have an open slot sign up and we'll see yeah. if we can find you a, a rerun time that's a good idea oh, let me correct myself it wasn't rescheduled it was repeated yeah it was repeated the next day yeah yeah so that was great um, otherwise we'll be having sessions in the hallway <laughs> and, and well, you know, as we all know, that's where yes, the hallway the yes. and the bars where a lot of the business takes place. <laughs> oh, and I love that new uh, that new little shopping area next door. Oh, the, headquarters. The headquarters. Yeah, yeah. that really makes it easier to like find places to meet and to eat. Oh, it's and, terrific. It's it's you know it is the original police headquarters for San Diego. Oh, it was still, the original jail still there. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. It was when we first started coming in. There was this dilapidated old building, and we thought, gee, what a lovely thing to look out to from your window. And then last year. We looked out, and, well, they built a whole mall right around the headquarters. And you can go into the old jails, but now there's some great places to go eat and drink and shop, and so it's really convenient. It is very nice. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Seaport Village, which I still love. It may be too early to ask, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. Are, are there anything for next year? It's way that too you, early. You might, okay. It's way too early. Um, we don't have a keynote yet. We have... All we have are our dates. The only new thing I'll tell you, there's a couple of changes. One of them is we added um, an exhibitor call for papers. Oh. So we're going to have three three call, calls for papers this year, science research track, then general session, and then exhibit hall for paper, call for papers, which will be open for quite a while because we want to be able to let exhibitors have a chance who maybe book late to get a paper. Yeah. In. Okay. Then, well, of that's course, new. we still have the challenge of session space. Right. Um, we are, um, and this is just a, a, I don't know how to say it, operational change for us, but we're probably doing away with Braille for our programs. Mm-hmm. And Well, it's technology everybody. conference, it's, right? It's so technology. Let's move it all to, to... We've been, we've had a mobile app for years for our website. Our website's completely accessible. Daisy does our other website and downloads and things and um, our discs, so... Um, we are talking about going completely paperless, but I don't think we'll go completely. But we are going to start to uh, phase it out. But we'll probably have Exhibit Hall and Quick Guide only. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. And we can save some trees at the same time. We'd love to save some trees. (laughs) Great. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Sandy, for joining me. Thanks, Dennis. Nice talking to you. We love to have people like you at the conference who tell everybody how great we are. I... uh, Appreciate that, and I, I, I enjoy doing it. Thanks again. Thank you. I'm here with David McDonald at uh, CSUN 2015. Hello, David. Hey, how you doing, Dennis? Good. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk. Yeah. Can you uh, tell us uh, a little bit, just a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, doing WCAG. Uh, I've been on the WCAG team since about 2001. So I'm kind of I'm kind of an old-timer. I've been a fly on the wall, so I know, you know, every argument that went into every success criterion, and I can tell you all the compromises and the the digging in and all that stuff that went along with the, each of the success criterion. So, um, you know, it's been a great experience. Um, 
I'm also a consultant, and I help uh, organizations, uh, you know, come into alignment with uh, with the WCAG standard and, and to, you know, go the extra mile to actually make it really accessible because yeah. we all know that just following WCAG, you know, that's the minimum. It's a, it's, a, it's a consensus document. It's not an advocacy document. Right, it's guidelines. Yeah, it's just, you know, so it gives you a baseline on where you can start. There's so much more, particularly when you get in the application world. So I help organizations uh, who are trying to make applications to, you know, make them more accessible when they put them on an HTTP. Great, address. great. Well, we appreciate all your 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 help and effort with and sacrifice with the <laughs> with WCAG. So um, so thank you. And I hear I'm really disappointed. I missed you gave two sessions, I believe, at CSUN this year. You want to just tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. So, um, so uh, the good thing is, is uh, all the findings from the uh, from the talks are online. So I'll tell you where those are in a moment. But uh, yeah, I have the link to one of them. Oh, the, great. The other one. Yeah, we'll get it to we'll you. Get. We'll get them both to you. Um, so the first one was um, was four hot topics, and you know, those of us who've been around the this field for a long time, you know, uh, uh, 1999 onwards. Um, we know that the things that were important back then were the things like link text and table headers and, you know, all that kind of basic stuff, long descriptions. And, Which and, is still important now. Well, yeah, and they're, they're important now. But the interesting thing is we haven't actually solved a lot of them in the sense that they can, the level of consensus in the, in, the, uh, in the community, in the disability community, in the accessibility community, wasn't as high as we'd like. And, and so I took, you know, four of those issues and I kind of did a showdown between all the techniques. So, you know, I... Uh, the click here links all the solutions to how you can fix it off screen text and labeled by and la- area label and all described by yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, and, and just kind of put them against each other. And then we put up a matrix of testing results and, and then we had everybody vote. And so the big findings on that one was, and, and some of them were a little bit of a surprise to me, which was good, but the, the clear winners were um, when you're doing a read more, uh, make sure you use an area labeled by if you have text you can refer to. And you're putting the two IDs, one ID on the anchor itself and the second one on the previous, whatever the description is, probably a heading before it, which was the, you know maybe a, an article title or something like that. So that was a, a big find. There were some other solutions that we could have chosen, uh, but that was the clear winner. Um, one about, you know, 90% of the votes. Um, the other one that was uh, interesting, uh, an interesting finding was that when we uh, voted for long desk versus, you know, putting just a, a the, t- the D-link. In, well, no, <laughs> D-Link was, didn't get anything, <laughs> but but just putting actually not even a link underneath, that didn't get very much uh, either for the, from the vote, but what really won was putting the descriptive text below the image, a long text below the image, and then folding up an inaccessible expand contract widget. Uh. And that really won the day. And that wasn't a surprise to me because that's what I've been recommending for a while. But the big surprise to me there was that not one person in a room of 40 people who are, you know, in the middle of this field voted for uh, Long Desk. Mm. Even though it's uh, back in the Wiki, in the HTML5, uh, you know, standard yeah, now as an extension. Yeah. Well, we could have a whole other session about that. Yeah. Um, and the other session you gave I heard was a lot of fun, and that was about um, – What's it called? Yeah, math, math ML. ML. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was really about what what works today in math, and and uh, you know, coming. I have to tell you, going in, coming into uh, CSUN, we really didn't know where it was going to fall because we were waiting for a release of it, uh, uh, you know, the next release of Math Player, but we couldn't announce it until they announced it. But mm. we knew they were moving in that direction, but we didn't know if they're going to release it this year, or next year, or whatever. And the big deal with that was it actually works with NVDA without any. Uh, 
without any math jacks on the page, just straight math ML, you know, and it's just amazing. With and Firefox. It, right? Yeah, with Firefox and Math Player installed, but the Math Player is a free download. Mm. And um, and so it works now uh, without any out any extra stuff right in Word also and in PowerPoint, and we're expecting oh, wow. in the very near future uh, PDF also. You can do it in PDF, but you can't uh, author in PDF without being quite a programmer. So we're mm. waiting for one of the tools like InDesign to introduce, you know, a way to actually dump the uh, MathML into the uh, yeah, PDF document. That'd be great. So um, maybe if you had um, some parting thoughts here, what yeah. what at CSUN did you find especially interesting or fun this year? You know, the, the, one of the most amazing things that struck me on the floor when I was doing the demonstrations was this very cool arm on a wheelchair. And this is a robotic arm. It's 50 grand right now, but it'll come down in price. But it, the way it moved was just so amazing. It, it was my the most exciting thing I saw at CSUN because this thing was really moving like a hand. And all the multiple angles that it could get at was just uh, just remarkable to me. So, is that a Toyota? Yeah, uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Toyota. No, no um, it was. Uh, I, I don't even know the name of the company. That made it. Yeah, we'll have to provide a link afterwards. Up, yeah. I have the literature with me, but I just don't have it. Uh, you know, for yeah, this interview. Yeah, yeah. But it was just amazing. And so there's some really cool things happening for people with, with mobile dis- mobility disabilities. And and I think you know those of us who are software designers and stuff like that, we never have to forget the end user. Right. And that there's people with disabilities on the other end of our of our web pages who have other issues too in life. And, and really mm-hmm. get excited when things go well for them in those other areas also. Great. Well, thanks again for joining me, David. It was uh, a pleasure finally meeting you in person this year. <laughs> thanks very much, Dennis. Okay. Take care. I am here with Steve A. Lee. How you doing, Steve? I'm fine, thanks. Um, we just... Uh, oh, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, what your day job is and such? Okay, so I work for myself um, as Open Directive, it's a, a, a UK-based SME, and um, basically involved in accessibility. My, my main interest for a long time has been bringing open development, or open source if you want to call it that, to um, the accessibility world uh, and the assistive technology world, uh, basically, because it just seems to me that it enables innovation and sharing and could potential of speeding up the, the good features that need, users need and getting them to them. So um, Great. That's my focus. Um, I'm involved with a number of projects. Um, uh, not web accessibility, That's not, not, although I'm aware of that because everything is web these days and that's important. But what I'm more interested in, as perhaps I hinted on, is getting new solutions in front of users, so some innovation there. Mm. Um, so one of the things I'm involved with, as, as we've just left it, is the SS12 um, competition. Um, I first came along to see some years ago, uh, courtesy of Mozilla. We had a booth there, and no one was quite sure why Mozilla were there, but it was really cool to be there. We were giving away free assistive technology. <laughs> so, mm. um, and I met Chris Leung, who set up Project Possibility then, and he was very inclusive, and I hang out with him, and uh, we looked around. Uh, we're now... Um, uh, and I'm still on the board, but we, we've now set up a European branch of that as well, which is doing yeah, very well. Yeah, I heard it's doing pretty well. It so is, great. yeah. It's a slightly different format competition. They get a longer time to, to work on stuff, but it means we've got to find sponsors so that it gets a bit more, mm. it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but Klaus, uh, Klaus Meisenberger 
and Andrea Petz are driving that really well, and that's just get um, on our, coming up to our third year now, and that's grown really, really, that's really awesome. well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting. Yeah. And, and so, so, sorry, go. Uh, so thanks for making the the long trip across the pond and across the U.S. to uh, CSUN here in San Diego. Yeah. And I, you gave one presentation, correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah, so. Tell us a little. Well, I, in fact, so I gave a presentation. I was taxed on the end asking people if they wanted to join in um, as contributors. We, we would welcome them. But um, mm. the, the, it was the um, Greg van der Heiden's GPII concept, so which is the Global Public Inclusive Infrastructure. And, and the concept there is really to make it so much easier for users to find technology that will work for them to, um, and um, possibly to buy it as well for a marketplace. Um, then to be able to configure it in such a way that it's optimal for them and then they should be able to go to any device and that device will configure in the best way it's able to, uh, to their preferences. And then finally there's um, a sort of um, an ecosystem uh, trying to be created for, for to help developers more easily create and market their, their solutions. So obviously that includes sort of some open source components that people can can use as developers. Nice. Um, so we were demonstrating one part of that, which I, it was the middle bit of those three threads, um, the automatic personalization from preferences. And we were talking about that. And after three years as a, in a European project called Cloud for All, um, We've come up with, um, and it's just been tried out in libraries, uh, a Sony Veo touchscreen device, which has a built-in RFID tag reader. So we had a bunch of tags um, representing different users with different requirements, and by just touching the, the tag to uh, the device, it would reconfigure to on-screen keyboard, um, magnification, whatever settings that right. particular user wants. That's really cool. It is, yeah. It's great to see. Yeah. So at CSUN this year... Can you tell? Can you think of something you found that was very interesting or really fun? Okay, um, really fun was the uh, the face off. Web Aims face off for the. Oh uh, yeah, that was uh, a good session. Yeah, I haven't seen that before. I obviously, like, like most people, are aware of their surveys and it's really good data. Uh, I just love Web Aims. They, they, they're fantastic resources for pointing people at. And uh, but that was a lot of fun. The, the pictures of men in speedos. You know, <laughs> not really my thing, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a really good session. It was. Yeah. It was good fun. Not only fun, but yeah, but like you said, a lot of valuable um, uh, data and uh, information about yeah. screen readers That's and. Yeah, uh, exactly. how, how they are also different and interpret um, ARIA differently, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, and the other session, which I, I really enjoyed, because I'm working, the area I'm really, really working on, as I mentioned, is personally is the cognitive accessibility space, ah, which yes. is great because that's taking off now at last. We've got a task force in the W3C looking at Yes, finally, yes. So I, I'm looking at creating the products and some components for, that work for people with cognitive disabilities or low digital literacy, so you know, the pre-boomers, I don't know what the group they are, the older people who don't know technology. Um, we had Jamie Knight, from, who now works for the BBC, who I've met before. Uh, he, he's a developer. He's um, slightly on, uh, on the mild end of the autistic spectrum, and he gave a fantastic, very genuine open and entertaining and lots of quality information. That was a hit, yeah. yeah. I must admit. You were there as well, were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I but was lucky enough to get into the, the first one, <clears throat> and um, yeah, that was great. He and CSUN coordinators were able to get a repeat um, the next yeah, day on this Friday. Is where I saw it, because I missed it the first one. Uh, okay, yeah, that was just... Tremendous. Yeah. So and and, and it's great because the, the the W3C cognitive 
Accessibility Task Force are having a meeting at the BBC later in the year, oh. face-to-face, and uh, we're, we're hoping that maybe he'll give another version of the presentation. He says he's happy to. We've got to ask his boss. But okay. <laughs> so hopefully the rest of the people who couldn't make it over here um, will be able to see that as well because there's a lot of valuable... Uh, and he's great because he can really... Um, because he's technical um, and, and mm. sort of a user, he, he can very well... Um, explain and describe the issues and the plans and things that work for him. Right. So that gives us a real insight. Okay, well, thanks again for joining me, Steve. Lovely. And hopefully I'll see you next year. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Okay. Cheers. Cheers.